Hi, it's Pete Norstead here, and welcome to another Trade on Sports and Focused on Football uh, betting podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Excellent. Thank you, Peter. The weather seems to have turned for the winter. It's wet, it's cold, the clocks have gone back, and I'm off down to Central Bank very shortly for a big game against oh. Quinton Stanley. <laughs> Yeah, we we played them uh, all about a week or so. Well, we played, I think, last week about a week or two ago. In fact, I think it was actually last Tuesday. It was a fairly tough game. I think it'll be. Yeah, it won't be easy. Hey, talk me through the Battle of Cambridge here at the oh, weekend. Crikey. I heard it was like Armageddon. It was unbelievable. It was a good atmosphere inside the ground, but crikey, there was a bit of tension about. Bloody hell, the load of police. Every idiot in Cambridgeshire was out there last Saturday. Crikey, that is a huge attendance then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Did you win? What? Sorry, I, did, I don't even know. Yes, they, yes, yes. 1-0. Of course, did. Of course yeah. did. You're, yeah. you're the bosses of Cambridgeshire, aren't you? They should <laughs> actually call it Peterborough. It's the <laughs> Well, what about last week, that Brighton-Chelsea? What do you have to say about that? Sorry? Everybody, maybe. <laughs> we'll start with an apology. I, I genuinely don't know where that result came from. Um, incredible performance from Brighton. Uh, we'll come on to how how that's affected their line for this week. Um, but yeah, a real shot from nowhere, really, considering Brighton were on a five-game winless run. Chelsea looking great under Potter. Once again, that shows the vagaries of betting professional sport Peter doesn't it yeah it certainly does I mean I, sometimes though I, I always think if something looks too good to be true there's a reason for it I don't I, I, I'm amazed I still don't know what result. the reason is no no I, I'm amazed what is the reason it's not like like I said in my, in my I think last week or maybe about another game similar over the last few weeks it's not like everybody hated Potter and we're glad to see him go and when he came back we'd want to stick it to him. Oh, I know, the Gillingham-Stevenage game with our friend Steve Evans. That's what I wrote in my preview there. A manager returned and he was hated. It wasn't like that for Potter. Genuinely amazed by that result. Fair play, Brighton. Right. Um, let's start then. Uh, this weekend, uh, Leeds against Bournemouth. Uh, the Lions minus three quarters. Uh, Leeds, when they're minus three quarters, good record. 1-4, draw, not, lost, not. Kind of a, 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 well, an excellent 2-1 victory away at uh, Liverpool. Bournemouth, that when they're plus three quarters, poor record. one not drawn, one lost seven, where four of the seven losses were by two or more goals. Come off a 3-2 defeat at home to Spurs. Bournemouth, they've lost their last three. Minus three-quarter goals, 183 matches, 61 four wins, 58 half wins, 74 uh, away wins. No value in the line, my race is suggesting. But interestingly, that minus three-quarter handicap, I think I've said this before, it, it, it certainly favours the home sides. It might do, but it, it's not a bet I can make. As you all know, I do like a little bit of Bournemouth. Um, the the issue for me here is, in terms of why I think Bournemouth are the value side, is because if you look at last weekend's results, Leeds had that great win away at Liverpool um, and Bournemouth lost at home to Spurs, but it almost seems to have been forgotten in the wash that Bournemouth actually led that game 2-0 at home against Tottenham. Now, yes, you know, they, they failed to take anything from the game. A late winner for Spurs condemned Bournemouth to defeat. But it's not like they got blown away by Spurs. And I'm not even sure that, even given Leeds' win at Liverpool, that those results were enough to sort of move this line a quarter of a goal. Bournemouth still sit a point above Leeds in the league table. 
and I, and I just wonder whether it's that minus 14 goal difference on their travels that's really hurt Bournemouth. A minus 14 goal difference after six games when you've only lost three of them is quite a phenomenal sort of feat. And, but Leeds haven't started the season on fire at home. They're better than they have been, I think. But they've only won two of their opening six games. So if I was making a bet in this game, it'd be no surprise to regular listeners that plus three quarters of a goal it's definitely the away team that I favour. Man City Fulham next. Uh, recent head-to-heads, uh, Manchester City have won both games. The the line is minus two and a half goals. City went minus two and a half goals, obviously a good record. 1-8, drawn two, lost naught. Four of the uh, eight victories were by three or more goals. Coming off a 1-0 victory away at Leicester. Fulham, um, when they're plus two and a half goals, they played twice and lost twice, losing one of them by three or more goals. Come off a 0-0 draw at home to Everton. Man City, they've won their last 10 home, scoring at least three goals. That's incredible, really. Uh, minus two and a half goals, 28 matches, 10 home wins, 18 away wins. I don't see any value in the line, but I think Fulham, if they can score, I think they can cover this handicap. And that's exactly sort of where you need to start your handicapping here. Do you think Fulham can find the back of the net? Now, we saw last week Man City away at Leicester. We discussed this, Pete, didn't we, that Man City tended to beat Leicester away from home, but they never really blew them away. I think it was... Before last weekend, they'd won their last three at the King Power by a combined scoreline of 4-0. They didn't concede and they eked out victories. Now, if you think this Pep Guardiola-led side is a team that sort of conforms to patterns, and I think many of us will subscribe to that view, they've won their last four meetings against Fulham, all to nil, but by a combined scoreline of 10-0. So when this goal line opened two and sorry this match line opened minus two and three quarters, I was quite attracted to Fulham because historically they've only ever got beat three nil by City, and if you throw into the equation that they're looking a little bit more potent in the final third, they've always got a chance of scoring. All of a sudden, that two and three quarter line is quite a steep line for City to cover if Fulham find the back of the net. It's trended down to two and a half though, and that's what sort of concerns me. Uh, And although Fulham are very good on the road, in my opinion, they've gone 2-1 and 3 this season. They've won at both Leeds and Forest. You know, it's not like they're going to to City without any wins this season. But they've conceded twice in those games. They conceded twice to Leeds, twice to Forest, even though they won the games. Now they head to the Etihad, even minus 2.5, Pete. Given those historical trends of of you know city scoring three goals at least at home you probably would lean to the home side i think is that where you you'd lean Pete, city i'm not sure <laughs> minus two and a half goals is a lot still i still probably wouldn't i i i, I don't know i think fulham can score it, but the the very fact that you don't automatically you know your ratings over time of memoriam have always leaned towards the underdogs, haven't they? And yeah. I would have thought a few years ago this would be a nailed on full and bet. The very fact that it isn't for you anymore yeah, is, is, just suggests how good this city team yes, is. Yes, they are. Yes, that, that's what I was going to say. It's incredible, isn't it? That is incredible. Yes. I mean, when we started doing this podcast uh, eight years ago now, yeah, seven years yeah. ago, we used to, we used to all oh, crikey, the line's one and a half or one and three quarters. Crikey, let's back the underdog. Now, we can't even back an underdog when they're plus two and a half. That's how this City yes. side has been pushed on by Liverpool in recent seasons to the fact that they're 
you know, you can't take them on even minus two and a half. Incredible team. Forest Brentford next. This uh, line is scratch. Uh, Forest when they're off scratch uh, this season, one nought draw, nought lost, one coming off a five nil defeat uh, away at Arsenal. Brentford when they're uh, sorry away off scratch, one two drawn, two lost, nought coming off a one all draw at home to Wolves. Brentford not one in six away matches uh, off scratch, two hundred fourteen matches, sixty eight home wins, seventy one pushes, seventy five away wins. Maurice is suggesting some good value. Brentford. The only trouble is obviously oh, they haven't won in six away, but probably it's, you know, now's the time to win. And they've conceded 15 times as well, Pete, yeah. on their travels. That's the thing that worries me. But you're quite right in saying that it's probably Brentford or Pass here. The interesting thing for me here is how do, how do we quantify who Brentford are? Are they going to be a mid-third finishing team? And that, that that's the team that finishes between 8th and 14th in the league standings. If that is what Brentford are, then these are the stats when they travel to newly promoted teams. They've won 60, drawn 30 and lost 25. That's what mid-third finishing teams do away to newly promoted teams over the last five seasons. So effectively, off this scratch line, if Brentford are a mid-third finishing team, they they are 60 and 30 with 25 pushes. That's pretty strong, Pete. I'm very close to backing Brentford here. But as you say, the thing that puts you off is they've not won in six. They've conceded 15 times away from home this season. It's just a red flag. That's I'd want to see them win in this spot before I back them. And as they haven't this season, I just can't do it. Wolves-Brighton next, uh, plus a quarter goal here, which is quite a surprise. Recent head-to-heads, Wolves have won one. There's been two draws. Brent, uh, Brent Brighton have won one. When, my, uh, when plus a quarter goal, Watford's, uh, sorry, Wolves record reads 1-4, drawn two, lost four, coming for one old draw away at Brentford. Brighton, when minus a quarter, 1-3, drawn two, lost four, coming off a, uh, we said, 4-1 victory at home to Chelsea. Wolves, they've just won two of their last 20 Premier League matches. Plus a quarter goal, 288 matches, 88 um, uh, home wins, 81 half wins, 119 losses. So that's roughly 128 to 119. Uh, my rating suggesting slight value Wolves. You, again, you would have to favour the really the, the home side here. Would you? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. I, I would I'll be going head to head then against you, Pete, because I I don't know if this line was mispriced a week ago or if it's mispriced now. Because when this line opened before last weekend's games, Brighton were effectively the same price. So they've hammered Chelsea at home and then nothing's happened to the line. They sit eight points ahead of Wolves in the league table. The recent meetings between the sides have been equally shared. Both teams have won two and there's been four draws. Over and under, four and four on the two and a half goal line. So it does show that these teams are quite equally matched historically, but they're trending in such different directions. Mid-third finishing teams, if that's what we're going to quantify, Brighton, I think it's probably safe to say that they will finish you know, 14th or above, win 43% of games away to bottom half teams. And if we think Wolves are going to be a bottom six side, they win exactly half of their games away to bottom six teams, the mid-third placed side. So everything's pointing to Brighton here. I would probably, on this minus a quarter of a goal line, Pete, I would probably swallow it and 
back Brighton outright if I was going to have a bet in this game. They they burnt us so many times though, Brighton. I don't know whether just to put a cross through them forever. To be honest, it's three seasons now, isn't it? They've been doing us. Yes, yeah. Is it? This is the problem, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, when I, it's, when, it's, I, when it's... I want them to win, they don't. When I want yeah. them to lose, they don't. <laughs> yeah, they're a nightmare. But I, I think they're the value side here. I, I genuinely do, mate. Here we have another uh, team: uh, Everton, Leicester. Recent head to heads. Not uh, these two. Everton at 1-3, there's been two draws, Leicester 1-2. When off scratch, uh, Everton's record reads 1-2, drawn four, lost three. They're coming for a nil-nil draw away at Fulham. Leicester, when they're off scratch, away from home, not bad. 1-5, drawn two, lost three, cut off a 1-0 defeat at home to Man City. Three or more goals have been seen in Leicester's last six away, so could we expect goals? Don't know. Scratch, 214, 68 home wins, 71 pushes, 75 away wins. Rating suggesting value, Leicester. I think this could tip to minus a quarter, possibly. And I'd be interested in Leicester plus a quarter at anything over uh, 1.8. Well, it's where it opened, minus a quarter in Everton's favour. I'm just looking at it now. It's 1.75. It's unusual that you see a team scratch 1.75. They normally tip that line to the minus a quarter at that stage. Um, I think it will trend back. Um, I genuinely Everton are such a strange team, Pete. These are the Mm. facts. Under Lampard, Everton are averaging 1.60 points per game at home and 0.63 points per game on their travels. They are genuinely two different teams. Now, they're three points ahead of Leicester. In some ways, having watched Everton play a few times, I genuinely don't know how they're three points ahead of anybody, but they are. In the recent meetings of the teams, Leicester have only won once at Goodison Park, further sort of emphasising, even over the last five seasons, just how good Everton are in front of their own supporters. Yes, on both teams, the score has gone four and one when the teams have met. And I'm going to say something now. People will laugh at me. People always laugh at me anyway, Pete. That doesn't really bother me, but... The clocks have gone back. This is a 5.30 kickoff on Saturday night or Saturday evening. Goodison Park will be bouncing. There'll be a hell of an atmosphere. I've been there. Even when it's, even when there's not an atmosphere, the close proximity of the, the supporters to the pitch make it an atmosphere. Everton supporters know that they have to gain points at home because the stats of, you know, Lampard's been there quite a long time now. You're getting on for nearly a full seasons of work and they know they're rubbish away from home. The crowd will be behind Everton in this game. If I was going to back anybody off scratch, I'll be backing Everton. <coughs> if it flips to that plus a quarter goal line, though, I think the away team are the side to take. Chelsea Arsenal next. This is a, well, midday kickoff actually, a Sunday. A strange time, really, that. Um, yeah. Uh, this game's off scratch. Uh, recent head-to-heads, Chelsea 1-3. There's been two draws. Arsenal 1-2. Chelsea, when they're off scratch, is a poor record. one not draw, not lost three. Coming off a 4-1 defeat away at Brighton. How many Ars- seasons is that over, Pete? Uh, that's a, oh, seven, eight, nine seasons. Yeah, so it's a very rare line that Chelsea yes. have at home. Yes, yeah. Arsenal away, 1-3, drawn two, lost four. Coming off a, a 5-0 victory home to Forest. Chelsea unbeaten in their last nine home matches. Um, 
Off scratch, 214 matches, 68 home, 71 push, 75 away. Marais is suggesting good value, Chelsea. That has to be, again, I've got to rely on Chelsea. I, I think that's a reasonable bet. I find it's interesting. I would love to be inside Mikel Arteta's head because I think a point for Arsenal here is a fantastic result. But at the same time, Man City are a juggernaut. And if Arteta in his mind thinks Arsenal can maybe get to the World Cup break ahead, maybe reshuffle and rest up, a lot. some of his players won't be going. He'll be hoping that a lot of his Brazilian players won't be going or getting a lot of game time. Do you think Arteta thinks Arsenal can win the league, Pete? I think there's a possibility, yeah. I think, I think if especially like you say, if they can get past the World Cup... With a stop startish, yeah, possible, possible. And so I think that comes into the mindset of will Arsenal see this as a good result if they get only a draw? Because um, normally, I think any time you offered somebody a draw away to Chelsea, they'd take it. But Man City have got a pretty much of a layup game at home to Fulham, you'd expect. So if they only get a point this weekend, Arsenal and Man City win, then City will be top of the table again and we know what City like once they get ahead they don't really let you back in so I think Arteta will probably if, if we know he thinks he can win the league or has desires of winning the league they'll go all out to win this game which could leave them a little bit open at the end of the game if if it's a draw they possibly won't shut up shop I like Chelsea here Pete but Arsenal have stung me this season you know last week I thought Arsenal would really struggle against Forest. I thought Forest coming into that game on the back of a really good win against Liverpool, I thought Forest would be able to shut them down or at least, you know, limit the opportunities that Arteta's men had. Arsenal spanked them 5 0, Pete. So there could be goals in this, I think, because I don't really see the way Arsenal are playing. I don't see them sort of stepping back here. I think they're going to go out, they're going to be aggressive, they're going to attack. I think there could be plenty of goals in this game. And if I was leaning on the scratch line, it would be towards the home team. Villa Man United next. Um, plus half a goal handicap. Recent head-to-heads, Villa have won naught. There's been one draw. United have won three. When plus half a goal, Villa have played one game and they lost it. They're coming off a 4-0 defeat away at Newcastle. United went minus half a goal. Good record. 1-7, draw naught, lost three. Come for a 1-0 victory at home to West Ham. Man United, they've only lost one of their last 10. They're in some reasonable form. Plus half a goal, 114 matches, 58 home, 56 away. Morating suggesting slight value Villa, but I, I can see United winning this. Me too. I know the line's bouncing around. It's bounced a couple of times this week between minus a quarter and minus a half. I really think Man United minus a quarter. And I'm just having a look now, 1.79. Um, I think that's good value. I mean, United have lost two on their travels. Um, we know all about the uh, hammering they got at Man City, but they also conceded four at Brentford but since that opening day horror show down in West London against Brentford United have scored in every away game this season if they do that this weekend away to Villa I don't see them losing the game so from a purely risk reward value I think minus a quarter United is a pretty good bet this weekend folks here's an interesting game with a with a similar line and 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 
maybe goes back to the point you made earlier. Plus half a goal, Southampton against Newcastle. Recent head-to-heads, Southampton two, two draws, Newcastle uh, two. Southampton, when they're my, uh, plus half a goal, this is an interesting record. 1-1, one, one, drawn two, lost six. So it suggests they're poor against the, the, the better sides at home. Come off a 1-0 defeat away at Palace. Newcastle, not being minus half a goal handicap. You well, know, that's I, so, pass away from home, um, you know, in the, in the Premier League for the last seven, eight seasons. So that suggests, obviously, that things are turning. Uh, 4-0, coming off a 4-0 victory at home to Villa. Uh, Newcastle, they won five of the last six, plus half a goal, 114, 58 home, 56 away. My ratings are suggesting value Southampton plus half, but you can see those records. Southampton don't perform very well at home to these better sides. Newcastle, obviously, improving. Whatever you make of that, whatever you will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and in recent seasons, Newcastle have really dominated Southampton. They've only Southampton have only picked up one win in the last ten meetings of the side. So it's not even though it's not even like when they were comparable teams, probably two or three years ago, with the game shared equally. Newcastle seemed to have the Indian sign over them anyway. The interesting thing for me here is that Southampton, we we call them an an up and down side, but as you quite rightly say, against the better teams, they they do tend to struggle. Now, are Newcastle a top six side? I think we're going to have to get to the point of agreement where we probably say they are. So if they are, they win top six sides win sixty six percent of games away to bottom half finishing teams. That equates to a true price of 1.52. So even though we're, we're kind of shocked that Newcastle are half a goal favourites away from home, the historical trends of how we, we seem to judge these teams suggest they should be a lot shorter. And the interesting thing as well for me, Pete, is they didn't just beat Villa last week, did they? If no, they come, If no. they come into this game having beat Villa 1-0, 2-1 at home, you could sort of question this minus half a goal. They absolutely spanked Villa 4-0. That's how you put teams away. And that's what Eddie Howe seems to have sort of engendered in this team. Not the fact that you're just going to scrape wins. You're going to batter teams. And then all of a sudden, you're travelling down to the South Coast, not having just scraped a win, but you've absolutely given taken a team to the woodshed. You're all laughing and joking. You're in great form. These sorts of trips suddenly become fun for these you know, up-and-coming teams. I don't really see Newcastle losing the game. So, if you were going to put a gun to my head on this half a goal line, I think I'd back Newcastle, Pete. West Ham Palace next. Uh, this is, this is a, a, you know, one uh, recent head-to-heads. Uh, West Ham won 2 there's been four draws. Palace have won one. So, four draws out of seven matches. Minus half a goal. Uh, West Ham went minus half a goal. One four drawn, one lost five. Come for a one-nil defeat away at Man United. Palace, when they're plus half a goal, one two drawn, four lost four. Come for a one-nil victory at home to Southampton. Palace not scored, though, in the last three away matches. I mean, both sides are finding it difficult to find the net, really. Minus half a goal, 255 matches, 120 home, 135 away. No value in the line. It, and I suppose it, it's, it's who can find the net, really. Yes. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be a genuinely exciting game. I shan't be watching it, but I will be having a bet in it, Pete. We're, we're now a third of the way through the season, effectively. And Paris are two points ahead of West Ham. So... Should any team this far into the season, two well-established teams, be half a goal favourite at home? 
Maybe. I don't know. But under Vieira, Palace have gone 4, 10 and 10 on the travel. So that's 14 and 10 on this line. They drew this fixture 2-2 last season. So Vieira has had success at the London Stadium. And Palace have avoided defeat in four of the last five trips to East London. So it's not a sexy bet to make back in Palace plus half a goal because you're probably hoping for a low-scoring game. You think Palace can win the match, but you've also got that draw on your side, which has trended a lot in the in the meetings of the sides over recent seasons. So yeah, I'm going to take Palace here, Pete, plus half a goal. Yeah, it's it's it, it's it's an interesting. Well, you only have to look at the like I said, you know, minus half a goal. West Ham one four drawn one lost five. You know, Palace went plus half one two drawn four lost four. So that equates to eight home. Five draw, seven away. So it's eight against um, 12, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I trust Vieira. I think Palace are going in a positive direction. They're probably not kicked on as much as I thought they would do this season. But, you know, away to a side like West Ham, who are struggling for goals, I'm more than happy to take the Eagles plus half a goal. Here we have another interesting one. Spurs against Liverpool. Recent head-to-head, Spurs were 1-1. One, one. There's been three draws. Liverpool are 1-3. Plus quarter of a goal here. When plus quarter of a goal, Spurs record reads 1-2, drawn, one, lost four, which suggests they're not as good You know, against the better sides. Coming off a 3-2 victory away at Bournemouth. Liverpool, when they're minus a quarter, good away from home. Good 1-6, uh, drawn, three, lost one, come off a 2-1 defeat away at Leeds. Liverpool not 1-5 away, though. Uh, and plus a quarter, 288, 88 home, 81 half uh, losses and 100, uh, sorry, 81 half wins and 119 losses, which makes it 128, 119. Don't see any value in the line. It's it's a tough one, this one, I think. Well, I, I, I genuinely don't understand how, how Liverpool are favoured, Pete. No. But then I again, mean, they, they these are the type of games that they win, though, aren't they? Yeah, and, and Liverpool have dominated Spurs in recent meetings, you know. But have you seen either of them play recently? Well, I, I think mean, Spurs have been... I, I, I watched Spurs against Newcastle. I didn't think they were... Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll throw that one out the window. <laughs> but in general, the way in which Spurs have become far more consistent in the last sort of season and a bit under Conte, compared to the way Liverpool seem to have hit the wall under Jurgen Klopp. I mean, just a simple look at the league table shows that there's 10 points separating these two teams after 12 games. Admittedly, Spurs have played a game extra. I I don't understand... what. Well, I do understand. It's because Liverpool have dominated them. Spurs have won just one of the last 10 meetings. But at some point, you know... You could have Liverpool could have won fifty games in a row against Spurs, but if you've watched them in recent weeks, you can't say that they should be favoured in this game. That said, I'm not going to dive in and put my life savings on this Spurs side, having them lost last time out at home to Newcastle. But if you if you're back in Liverpool here after what we've seen in recent weeks, you must need your head examining, Pete. Right then, let's have a look at this. So this then, it's going to be it's an interesting one. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Chelsea off scratch against Arsenal, and and it, I think if Leicester go to plus a quarter, and it's one point eight, I think they're worth a better way at Everton. Well, I think you will be having two bets because I can see Leicester going uh, to one point eight on the uh, quarter goal line. Uh, I'm going to 
back Crystal Palace plus half a goal. I'm sure I'll regret it later because uh, they've, they've let me down a couple of times in recent months. But uh, yeah, I'm going to trust Patrick Vieira's men plus half a goal away to West Ham. Right, we shall be back this time next week. I think. Uh, I think is it is next week the last podcast before the World Cup? I think it could be, couldn't it? It is, yeah. And then we'll have to be getting our notes out and uh, going through our. Uh, well, we'll have a pre World Cup pod, won't we? And then we'll be going pod a day. Yeah. Right then, we shall be back this time next week, and uh, good luck, everybody. Best of luck, everybody.